I don't know. That's a good question, though. I do. I love food and cooking and everything like that. You're so. watching Calf Kick Sports. Pod. Good afternoon, yeah. folks, and thanks for joining us. My name is Tim Wheaton with the Calf Kick Sports Podcast, and today we have a special guest joining us. She is a top-ranked flyweight in the UFC from St. Catharines, Ontario. Jasmine Jazz Davidius, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well. How about you? Oh, doing well, and I appreciate you asking. Big win at UFC 270. How's life since then? It's been nice. I mean, it's back to normal now, with, you know, training twice a day, everything, uh, getting ready for the, for the next one. Nothing booked yet, but, uh, but you know, training hard in uh, anticipation. And, you know, if something doesn't come up soon, I can take a short notice or uh, we'll see. Well, that's what I've been trying to find. And you've said the same thing in interviews. Like, if this person drops out, I'll step in. If this person drops out, I'll step in. Is there someone you want to call out? Is there a timeline that you want to get back in the octagon? Um, no, I mean, I'm I'm down to scrub whenever. So uh, I'm I'm just like every day hoping, like checking the internet, everything, checking if somebody, uh, you know, drops out, if, you know, my management doesn't hear or whatever it may be. But uh, yeah. We'll see. Nothing booked yet, but uh, hopefully soon. But you're down to fight anywhere. You'll fight in the parking lot. You'll fight in the UFC as long as they're paying you. That's right. <laughs> now, we all need to know, and this is the question that's been on everyone mind, everyone's mind since UFC 270. Did, has your friend got the tattoo yet? No, but we're, we're like getting everything done up. That So we have the drawing almost completed. Like we're just like doing the fine little fine little touches and trying to lock down a weekend because she can she works during the week so we have to do it on the weekend and um so we're just trying to figure out what weekend works best because they're uh, sending like a camera crew and everything so uh yeah yeah it's gonna be good it's gonna be good we uh we're just trying to get all the you know i's dotted and the t's crossed kind of thing (laughs) So what picture is it like you I assume it's you fighting or you celebrating after a victory right or is it you just like a nice picture in your house or like what kind of picture is she getting you'll have to wait and see oh amazing we're also excited this is the biggest story <laughs> so it's from, nuts. I love I think that was the funniest story are, are you close with this person or was it someone you hadn't spoken to in like 20 years and you're like hey, no no get we're, the tattoo. We're, yeah no <laughs> no, we're we're very good. We're, we're like such good friends, and and like I gave her the out before. I I said I'm like, listen, Kylie, like if you don't want to do this, like I get it. Like you said it as a joke, and she's like, man, like I'm a man of my word. Like let's do it. I'm just like, okay, of course, like. Sick. <laughs> Just too, uh, we're all just too polite to say no in Canada, you know? Like, we're all just like, I said I would do it. I don't really want to, but here we are. No one really yeah. wants me to either, but we're, <laughs> I already said it. Exactly. It's so funny. All my friends all tease her about it and everything. It's awesome. Every interview, too. Like, I, I always do research. I make sure to check out other interviews. Like, I think there was, like, three interviews in a row where they're like, update us on the tattoo. What's going on yeah. here? <laughs> Yeah, people are waiting. Like, I feel like it's get it's getting to a point where people are like, "Is this actually happening?" There's no way it's actually happening. Like, it's not happening. But yeah, it's uh, you know, b- before my next fight, it's gonna happen. Uh, this is amazing to hear. We look forward to seeing it. Keep us in the loop as to what's going on. You're from St. Catharines, Ontario. Let me ask you: Being from St. Catharines, Ontario, who's a bigger deal, Tim Horton or Alexis Sonfire? You know. Probably be Tim Hortons because of the consistency. It's like 
you know, everyone, everyone drinks coffee. Not everyone listens to like that style of music. So, yeah. Well, yeah. Consistency. Yeah. Tim Horton is always there. Yeah. Alexis on Fire probably had a higher, like, Agreed. their peak was yeah. good, but the drop off hasn't been so good. Yeah. And like, think about all like the old people. We got tons of old people here. So it's, uh, or like the, the young, the young kids with the new music now, you know? So I think, I think because of the consistency, Tim Horton's. Because of the consistency towards now, I, where I was yeah. from, because I'm from uh, British Columbia, Alexis mm-hmm. on Fire was a big deal there. How yeah. big of a deal was the peak of, of that band in St. Catharines? It was huge, actually. Yeah, like if everyone knew who they were, like anyone that went to high school with any of them, like oh, get, yeah, I know, I was in science class with them, like whatever it was. Uh, everyone had their little like story of how they met one of them. That's so cool, oh man. Having these small towns and their bands, I met people who had like um who went to school with Nickelback, and we were oh. all like, "Man, no one cares. <laughs> no one cares about that." <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. So I'm glad it's a good band. Alexis on Fire was a cool band. They had a lot of fun. Yeah. So aside right now, you're in 125. How did you ever make 115? That's absolutely insane. Yeah, it sucked, but uh, you know, it was uh, it was every day. I was I was dieting every single day of camp. And, um, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't fun, but the, you know, I, you know, I got mixed feelings about it because it, it is my only loss was at 115. So like mm-hmm. it, I, I get, I, I get when people like move up, but that being said, I mean, I could see myself jumping back down to 115 again, you know, it's not, it's not fun, but I can do it. You know, I can suck my body down that low. <laughs> Do, do you, when you're training and especially in the actual fight itself, do you feel physically different between the two? Weight yeah. Classes? That, Talk a little bit about that. So that's one thing that I uh, did really notice, like in grappling at one point, like in the actual fight, it was like, we were in this one position where I knew if I sat my weight back, then I wouldn't get swept. And I was actually like sitting my weight back, like all of my weight, but it was just, I didn't have as much weight as I'm normally (laughs) used to having. So I know I'm getting swept because of it. And so, and I, I could tell kind of in the last like two weeks, my body was like different. It was, it was like weird. It was like, you know, less, it was definitely less strong and it was Mm -hmm. like, you know, it, it just, it felt different because I was so light yeah this is why it's such a surprise like to hear you say maybe in the future i'll go back to down to 115 because it sounds like it's just torture it's not better in the fight but you're still like no whatever i'll fight anyone any any weight class (laughs) (laughs) well i mean for the right opportunity i'm not just going down for nothing you know it has to be the right opportunity and so that's what the motivating factor is to uh to suck suck myself down and go through that torture it's tough, but I mean, that's the fight game. So, and it's your yeah. dream to be in the UFC. When did you first get into MMA? What was the first time that you've seen it? Talk a little bit more about that. Uh, so, obviously, like when I was in high school, I would watch the UFC. We would always go to my, my friend Brand's house and, like, you know, he had a sick basement with like big TV and everything. So, uh, we would all like watch UFC back with like Tito Ortiz and Chuck Liddell, all that, like that, that time. And so, um, that's when I kind of like got exposed to it, but I remember even like watching it and be like, Oh, like that would be so cool. But it's like, I didn't know 
that you could actually get into that or anything like that. It was mm -hmm. just like I was watching it as like entertainment. And then it wasn't until I was like 26. So like 10 years later, whatever it was, when however, however old you are in high school knows anymore. But um, it's, it was however many years later, I was 26. And yeah. um, my so he he was just my boyfriend at the time. Now he's become my head coach, all that. But um, I, he got wait—he got promoted to boyfriend to head coach. Is that the normal? <laughs> is that the normal relationship? Because I—I've I, never heard of that one. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, that is how it happened, and we we figured out how to make it work. But um, okay. but yeah, at at the time he was going down to help uh, former UFC fighter Jason Sago get ready for a fight. And, um, so I, I, he's like, want to come to PEI with me? I'm like, yeah, obviously, you know what I mean? Like going to PEI, get to eat lobster for a week. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> so I go, I go there and I'm watching them train and I'm like, oh, this is cool. Like, yeah, this, this is neat. And then it was like one night there was sparring and I'm just mm -hmm. like wa watching the spar. I'm like, oh, this is sick. Like, I really like this. And so I'm like, yo, let me spar, let me spar. And they're like, no, you're not spar you're not going from like doing nothing at all to sparring. Like are you a psychopath? Um but then <laughs> afterwards Jason uh did some like moving around with me and he's like, you know, like you have a bit of natural ability. You you start training, you can make a run at this. So that's kind of like how it kind of got started a little bit, but it wasn't until I went to, it was UFC Ottawa that he was fighting on. And oh, yeah. I saw the event, I saw the production and I saw how cool it was. And I was like, this is crazy. Like, I, I love this. And that's when I turned to Kylie and said, hey, you know, I think you're going to make a run at this. And then, so she says, yeah, yeah, you get into the UFC, I'll get your face tattooed on my ass. So literally, like, that's how it started. <laughs> that that's a really good story too it's weird that in canada fighting was so big for so long like we all just accepted like yeah fighting is a completely normal thing guys fight in cage this is totally normal like I, we all went to our friend's house watched in a basement and definitely <laughs> yeah. like pirated it or was watching an old like vhs tape yeah. for a while too <laughs> yeah oh yeah now, so who were some of the inspirations for you obviously uh, you were training with jason was there some other fighters that you looked at as personal inspiration yeah, another big one was uh, Mitch Gagnon. So mm -hmm. when I started training, um, he was he was still fighting at the time, and he was training out of Parabellum. But he lives up in um, I forget where it is, but so it's like up north kind of area. And so mm -hmm. he would kind of live down here for camps. And so for for a lot of his camp, he would stay at my place, and uh, like Chris cornered him and everything. So I really like saw how he trained and what he did. And like, I was doing the same stuff. And so it was like, it was really cool to, to kind of like, almost like model my career after his, you know, it, like he, he's an animal. So it was, um, it, it made sense. So I really like looked up to him and looked up to Jay and like, we had a, a ton of fighters come up at like during that time. So it was, uh, it was really cool. This is absolutely awesome. No, this is some amazing fighters to look up to. But did you ever feel like you faced obstacles being a female in combat sports? Like if you were to give advice to other women who are starting in the sport, uh, what obstacles might they face? How do they overcome the obstacles? Or for you, were you completely accepted in the gym and it was never a big deal? 
Um, I was very fortunate because I was like accepted in the gym, like super, super easy. Like I, I had a group of guys and like, I mean, I, I obviously knew I wasn't their best round or anything, but, but Mm. none of them kind of like treated me poorly or anything like that. I've, I've always been very fortunate to have amazing training partners. Um, but I can understand how it would be nerve wracking. Like I, I grew up with guys, so I know how they joke. I know like the immature shit that they say. I don't get offended by anything. <laughs> so it's it's easy for me to get along with like a group of meathead guys. You know, I'm probably the king meathead, even worse than the guys. <laughs> you know, I say the worst shit. <laughs> but um, so it was it was easier for me than I imagined for like girls that don't have maybe that crass personality that I do. Um, but uh, I think just start, you know, like give it a try, like go, go to a class and check it out because I guarantee you'll fall in love with martial arts. Like I, I really did. I feel like it's like gave me purpose in life. And I think that it, it teaches you so much. Like it, you know, it gives you confidence It you know, gives you a better body. If you're, if you need that, it's like, there's there's so many encompassing things that that come with it so just try it out just go for it get, try your best and try it out uh, yeah. what other sports did you play other sports before you were in martial arts and combat sports were you doing other things um yeah it's like super active in sports i didn't do anything like it's not like i was like a sick like soccer player or anything like that like i played like beer league soccer like rat, oh, yeah. you, you know what i mean <laughs> like i just i always enjoyed being active um I played sports like all through high school and everything like you know got athlete of the year and like that kind of shit but um but I was never like kind of like focused on like one thing um I was kind of like all over the place like I did a bunch of traveling and I worked at a youth homeless shelter for a long time and like a restaurant and I did like volunteer firefighting like I I was kind of like all over the place like looking for something and then I filmed martial arts and like dove in head first that's so cool wait wait you mentioned traveling and I've seen parts of your Instagram but you keep it quite like there's only a few st- things there, but where where were you traveling to? What's the big story there? I'm, I'm a big travel guy myself. I traveled all over. Like I did that whole backpacking through Europe with, oh. in my twenties, and uh, you know, just like had a bag, went over with one of my friends. We we went to like two countries together, and then he wanted to go to like one country. I wanted to go to another country, and so we're like, okay, well, we'll see ya. Like we'll uh, we'll meet up in uh, at the. We were flying out of Paris, like whatever it was like a month and a half later like see you then and then so like he went off and I went off and we would still like you know message each other make sure we're both still alive (laughs) but um but yeah like it was it was like such a great life experience for me to to be like traveling Europe alone this like young friggin as like 21 or 22 Mm -hmm. at the time before I knew even martial arts or anything like that so um (laughs) But yeah, it's like I've I've had a lot of like different experience. I've I've been I've been very fortunate to be able to go to like a lot of different countries. But I'm looking forward to traveling more and you know seeing every see what this world has to offer. Oh, absolutely! What were some of the best? Because uh, so I I live in the UK now, so I'm, I like popped oh. onto Europe kind of sequentially. So I always loved like what was your favorite food? What was the food that you most remember from your time traveling around different areas of Europe? 
Uh, I love the food in Greece. Yeah. Like that's like my style of food. Um, also, like I was in Lithuania, so it was like home cooking for me. You know, I lo- <laughs> I love that whole Eastern European like that's heavy heavy foods. I I like that kind of stuff. But uh, but I was I was uh, I really love the food in Greece. Man, I always feel like I'm cheating on my family because they're they're Italian and they're kind of <laughs> proud to be Italian. And I'm like, no, I think Greek food is legitimately better, but I'm not going to say that to you guys. Oh, not a chance. No, you can't say that to Italians. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I looked at some pictures. Of you. You're tagged in some, like, I saw you drinking out of a river and some other things. You're quite an outdoorsy hiking, boating person. If I'm in Southern Ontario, what like hiking trails do you does a person have to do? Or what mountains would you recommend to a person? You know, I, it's tough because I personally, I don't really like going to those, like, say it's like a conservation area or mm. something like that. It's like, I don't really go to there because there's too many people there. I like going and like finding these like hidden gems. So mm. like, I can tell you these places, but then they're not hidden gems anymore, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but, um, but honestly, like you go, you go anywhere and you can, you can find like super nice, like little waterfalls and stuff mm. like that. Like we, I, I'm very fortunate to live in a, in an area that it's like, I, I'll ride my bike, like a five minute bike ride. And there's like a board rock walk out to like the water, like kind of like when you're out East, that mm. kind of thing. So it's like, that's called, I forget, I forget the name of it, but it's like this mm. little river in Thorold that or this lake in Thor in, in Thorold that I that I go to but it's like it's special to me but it, yeah. it's like I don't know how much people will like it especially coming from BC you know BC <laughs> is <just> gorgeous <laughs> no, I would never I wouldn't I wouldn't do that to on I wouldn't say that to a person while on broadcast if we were in the pub you know I would be just, yeah no I, I lived in BC for like a year and uh, yeah, BC is the winner. Where were you living in BC? I I lived first in Victoria, and then I was in Vancouver. I was only in Vancouver for like probably four months, but um, but I lived uh, yeah, I lived on the island for like almost a year. Victoria and Vancouver, if you can afford to live in Vancouver, but Victoria especially, that's the nicest place on earth. Yeah, it was awesome. I loved living there. I was like right by the water, and I would just like go for walks down there every day it was oh it was amazing that's the life that's what i would love to retire in victoria or vancouver but yeah we work we work in mma yeah exactly yeah (laughs) i used to always go feed those the seals or i think they were sealed i don't but they stopped doing that you could buy like two dollars for a bag of fish fish chunks and feed them but now they stopped that Oh, uh, well, you were there at the best time. They moved on. That's fine. You were, you got the best parts of it. Um, yeah. We always ask this to all of our guests. This is a signature question. But if you had a signature brand, a lot of fighters do have their own brands, such as signature whiskeys, hot sauces, tequila, stuff like that. If there was a Jasmine signature brand, what would that brand be? Ooh. I don't know. That's a good question, though. I do. I love food and cooking and everything like that. So, I don't know. Maybe a soda water. I drink a ton of soda water. Not the really? flavored stuff, though. Just, like, the straight soda water. Yeah. Wait. That's, like, my dream sponsorship is, is the soda water sponsorship. We got to hook you up. That is Come awesome on. stuff. 
That yeah. So I thought, how would that affect you athletically? Is it completely fine? Is it one to one with water, or does it affect your body in some way? No, it's a it's carbonated water. It's the same. Like it's like I think there's a little bit of salt in it, but other than that, not nothing. Like I I drink it all the time because it's it it's like it's like drinking water, but it's a little bit more fun. That's that's absolutely awesome. And uh, right now, YouTube celebrity boxing is kind of the hot ticket. If there was some influencer or YouTube star or someone like this that you would call out for a, a boxing match on YouTube, is there someone that you would want to call out? Whoever's going to pay the most, you know, whatever. But, you and no, I are that, almost too old. Like, we don't know any influencers anymore. That's it. That's it. I'm like, I don't even know what freaking TikTok is. Everyone's telling me, oh, you got to get on this TikTok. And I'm like, I don't even know what freaking Twitter is. I'm so bad at Instagram. People are always hating on me. Like, oh, why aren't you following me? We're at the same gym. Dude, I don't know who I'm following, who I'm not. I'm like, I'm the worst. I'm an old person with technology. <laughs> I fully understand. I'm on board with you. And then last question for you, Jasmine, and then we'll head out of here. Five years from now, 10 years from now, where do you picture yourself? I picture myself with a big gold belt around my waist. I mean, once I get that belt, I'm not going to take it off. So, you know, but um, yeah, I mean, obviously that that's the the dream but uh i feel like i'm gonna reach my potential uh, regardless of what it may be and I'm, I'm hoping it's ufc gold i absolutely love to hear it uh my name is tim wheaton with calf kick sports and jasmine you're gonna get the last word here shout out who, whoever you need to shout out uh let the people know where they can find more of you and when can we expect to see you next um so you can find me on jasmine jasmine for my instagram that i hardly use <laughs> and uh it's the same i think it's jazz jasmine on my twitter but uh thank you so much for having me this was awesome thank you so much for your time